Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week, we're doing something a little different, but also something that you might remember from 100 episodes ago. Uh, way back when, on episode 69, I invited some some guests on, and we started talking about shipping and kind of the, the romance around Bloodborne culture. Uh, now, we're going to return to that uh, with three different guests, all who have been on the show before, Mal, Mimi, and Co., and we're taking a different approach. Uh, whereas before, people were kind of focused on Lady Maria and some of the other quote-unquote normal <laughs> ships of Bloodborne. Uh, this is going to focus on some of the ones that are, are a little bit out of uh, left field. So uh, we, we talk a lot about German Maria stuff. Uh, we, we talk a lot about um, monster fucking in general. <laughs> so uh, you need to just kind of know that going in. Uh, obviously... I don't put uh, explicit warnings on these on these podcasts because most people already know what they're getting into. Um, but that said, if you're not really comfortable with this kind of topic or you're not comfortable with the things that I have mentioned already or anything that you could extrapolate from there, then uh, you might want to skip this episode. Although I will say I think this is a really healthy and interesting discussion about uh, the fanfic world, the the artist world for for these ships and for these kind of conversations to be had. Um, so yeah, a special thank you to all of the guests. They were all super good, and it worked out flawlessly. Um, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today I am joined by. Uh, I was going to try to go in order of th- that you appeared on the podcast, but I don't actually remember that. I think Co, you were first. Co, how, mm. how are you this morning? Uh, I am alive. That is, I'm here. Okay, <laughs> alive and here. Two good positive things. Mm. Mm. We also have uh, Mal, who was on the podcast as Sarah or Bellringer Cat way back in the day. Good morning. Hey. Good morning or afternoon because <laughs> it's weird. afternoon for me. Afternoon for you. How you been? You been good since you last talked. Definitely. Good. <laughs> Been really busy, but just like Ko said, alive. Alive in here, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> finally we have Mimi, who has also been on the podcast before. Good morning, Mimi. Good morning. How you doing? Doing very well, very well. We're here to talk about some smut, I think. <laughs> well, we could. We could. <laughs> I think the uh, title we were trying for, or at least advertising amongst ourselves, was uh, Old Man Lovers and Monster Fuckers. Oh, <laughs> that was, God. yeah, that's pretty much how I was trying to sell this podcast on people. So uh, <laughs> for, for listeners out there, Way back 100 episodes ago, episode 69, I invited um, some some friends of friends and, and got to know these nice four gay women who had a huge crush on Lady Maria. And it was kind of a int- introduction for me to the shipping world of Bloodborne, the fanfic writing, the shipping, like all of that stuff was relatively new to me. I, uh, I pretended to be a little dumber than I actually was on the podcast because I wanted people to oh. a- a- ask, mm, like I wanted pretended. to be the, the, the person who didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anytime you see me being dumb, it's all pretend, guys. Uh, <laughs> I know that feeling. So I, I knew some stuff about shipping and ships and things like that, but I didn't really know the extent of where the Bloodborne fandom was. Uh, Mal, as you listened to that episode and, and wrote in because uh, we said some stuff about the German Maria ship in there, and you were like, um, "Excuse me, I need to, I need to, 
I need to come on this podcast and talk about my my opinion about that. And uh, <laughs> since then, since that episode specifically, I've kind of been introduced to more and more of, I guess, like these these things in Bloodborne or the Souls games that aren't like the mainstream things that you see like you know everyone seems to have a crush on Solaire but everybody seems to ignore Alfred and things like that and oh or, no you're, you're wrong but <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was gonna say everyone but I, I understand what yeah. you're going for yeah um, mm-hmm. so I wanted to invite I mean, the, same voice actor so. sure yeah um oh, yeah. but I wanted to invite the three of you guys on here so we could talk about like Comich and old men and monster fucking uh and and kind of get into a side of this stuff that I don't think actually gets like, uh, number one, I think that gets an inappropriate amount of shit on the internet, like a lot more negativity than it deserves. And then number two, just doesn't really get a lot of attention. So I kind of wanted to talk about to you three about all of this stuff, because in your various ways, you're kind of, you know, part of this whole fandom culture. Does that make sense? Am I with, yeah. is, am I with everybody yeah. so far? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So far. So, uh, Mal, I want to, I want to start with you. Since you were you were a big defender of the German Maria relationship, and I have I have since uh, kind of gone because when I first started out, I was like, oh yeah, that's you know, there's a huge age difference there, and I like, I, I really had like these these, these built up kind of things in my head that I've since not had battered down or anything, but I've since kind of turned my re-examined, my opinion on reexamined my own internal bullshit, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's like I want to start with that because like you were the person to introduce me to that stuff and like <laughs> what about those those two characters specifically kind of draws you in that makes you want to do the art that you do and write the stories that you do uh, okay so uh, i think that there is you know the need for some explanation you know to to let you understand where i'm coming from with this first of all i want to say that uh I don't think I was that aggressive when no, I no, no. contacted yeah. you about it. I was like, you know, come on. No, no, you absolutely uh, were aggressive When I contacted you for the all. first <laughs> I was maybe I don't a, want a... to come across as, you know, the one that just barges in <laughs> and is like, don't touch my babies. <laughs> because I don't think that... I, I mean, when I do that, it's mo- mostly for the laughs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm joking when I yes. do that. Yes. Um, uh, so what I wanted to say is that when it comes to me, I am not a huge shipper in general. So when I even about, you know, when I'm going about other fandoms, other movies, other games, I don't have to ship something in the fandom to enjoy being part of the fandom. So this is actually <clears throat> an exception for me, uh, but one that kind of... Uh, Tickled, tackles, what's the word? Yeah, uh, tickled, the, you got it. Yeah, tickled. <laughs> all the right uh, spots uh, for me because it's really, you know, the kind of, of love story that I like. So I tend, you know, to say that I actually like two characters and they are, you know, two types of characters, like a female and a man, and they have always the same characteristics and I can find this type of characters basically in every fandom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if, you know, if you strip down the design and only look at the characteristics and the personality of these two characters, basically they are the same two tropes. And I keep falling for these two tropes every time. <laughs> you like what you like, right? The whole yeah, exactly. <laughs> and... But specifically about, you know, this pairing, uh, I like the fact that it's not canon at all. 
like it doesn't exist because you know we, we know from the lore that Maria had absolutely no idea that German has this thing for her, and so it's pure innocent fan fiction on my side. It's like a what if scenario, and I can do whatever I like with these two characters, and th- that's what you know. I hope people that came and look at my stuff and read my smutty, smutty fan fictions <laughs> and everything, <laughs> that they can, you know, they can take this as just, you know, um, what if scenario. It's not me saying, this is canon, guys. This is how it went. It better be. <laughs> it better be. And, and I believe that that's, you know, the approach that most fangirls and fanboys and shippers in general should take. On yeah, every ship, no matter you know how problematic or not, or safe or uh, healthy or unhealthy the ship is, you have to understand that you are not asking you know the creators to make it canon. You are mm-hmm. just having fun with these characters well, you on your be, own. Yeah, yeah uh, which is why I am terrified by like uh, hearing mostly from other fandoms. I have to say that like in the Soulsborne fandom, this hasn't happened. Mm. Um, I'm terrified when I hear that, you know, the fans send, like, threats oh, yeah. to the creators mm. and, like, hate mails, like, go kill yourselves because these two characters are not gay or right. something like that, mm. uh, which is, you know, appalling to me. I think maybe the uh, Soulsborne fandom benefits from the fact that a lot of their uh, storytelling has just gigantic holes in it. So everybody knows that you're supposed to put pieces together. And so in a way, they've kind of made it so that because there is no form you can't specifically look at it and say that is this you know it's all interpretation and so it's kind of in a way trained us maybe to be a little bit more open but i mean uh, not not everyone is (laughs) but we like i can't even say we haven't even seen death threats because son of a bitch we have um i I don't know i want to be generous I think it helps kind of like the creative processes because, you know, you have like so many, so many fandoms like, oh, my God, like, um, God bless their God bless them. But um, Kingdom Hearts, Mm. um, there's, (laughs) yeah, Mm. um, you know, there's so much listeners. I just cut out four hours of Kingdom Hearts discussion. So uh, we're we're back. We're ready to talk about more Bloodborne shipping. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. You're back to Beach Boy. I'm I'm crawling on the ground. I need water, please. It's been five days. Here, have some ice cream. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Dairy. Sea salt. Sea salt ice, ice cream. cream. Okay, stop. All right. Four hours have gone already. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Let's not get sidetracked by what the were you? Boys. Yes. What were you trying to say? I'm about? sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mimi. Go, go right ahead. It's okay. This is the natural process of this podcast. We just all <laughs> fucking dunk on Mimi. It's just the natural process. No, it's just like Kingdom Hearts. It's like, well... This one guy in this one side game for the, for the for the, P, the you know the mm-hmm. PSP was you know was in this and if you don't remember that you're not part of the fandom like oh this is wrong like this is not canon information like it needs to stick to the story and it's like listen like lighten up a bit like it's just like straight up fan fiction there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with that you know you know what's really interesting about that is um, back in the 90s when I started getting onto fan fiction. There, like, I don't know if you guys were around when, before fanfic had, uh, .NET had the great purge, but, like, there used to be just tons of 
really strange fiction. Maybe not as explicit. Uh, no, okay, I lie. Uh, maybe not as weird as some of the stuff to come out of the Bloodborne fandoms. But we did have like stories called crack ships where you could go ahead and like mm. oh, you know out of character the characters and just put them in dumb situations. And like nobody was making death threats for breaking canon. Um, like we were all pretty much. I think we all grew up with the whole Stranger Danger thing. Where it's kind of like, you're not supposed to be in this situation, so don't act the fool. And so we didn't, like, if we found something, like, really crazy, nobody said shit because we knew we weren't supposed to be there. (laughs) That's not our realm. We didn't have to read this. Stay in your own fucking lane. And I don't know what happened, but, like, I guess kids are just young and wanting to voice how they feel, and they don't know how to do that without being assholes. Mm. that's just me though there there's there's something to that there's uh obviously there's there's a fear of the unknown or fear of something that you view as bad or uh against your own values and things like that and i think it's it's taken the internet for a while rather it's taken a lot of people a long time to to realize because this happens to me all the time like i i grew up in a very backwoods conservative uh place and like having to check your own privileges and like your own uh, built-in prejudices and stuff like that like even as i said earlier like oh yeah like i just naturally like looked down upon a german maria ship and, and didn't think anything was wrong with that until i started opening my eyes a little bit and and that's something that it's i think everybody has to do themselves and people have gotten better about and then like a huge segment of the internet has seems to have gotten way worse about it they're just closing their eyes and been like nope i'm good i'm never gonna learn anything <laughs> um yeah I, I, it's interesting and because all three of you have, have put work out there uh, on the internet uh, in various places mm. and um, specifically about old men and monster fucking in some cases. Uh, mm. And it, it seems like the community, that's, the good stuff, the good, the good stuff. Yeah. Mm. TM. Uh, it it seems like I literally hear Mimi blushing like furiously <laughs> in the background. I've got to accept Jeremy. it. I've <laughs> got to accept it. I'm sorry. No, I'm just, you know what? I used to be like a total prude and now it's just like literally last night, literally last night on group chat I was like, yeah, I'd suck Gascoigne's dick. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. yeah, I know that. Everybody like, knows yeah. that. You're just not admitting it. I just admit it right now. No, when you first started. So that's oh, and that, yeah, that was actually right. kind of my point is is coming yes. to, coming around to realize uh, like not being ashamed or embarrassed or coming around to realize that all of these things are okay. Maybe talk about talk about that specific thing of going from hey, I quietly like this and I can never tell a single soul or oh, I'll be too embarrassed to literally blurting out that she'll suck a werewolf dick on a, on a podcast. Oh, yeah. No, okay, so right around a year ago, like maybe, I, I actually just had my first anniversary with my uh, Discord server this uh, maybe uh, like a week or two ago. What? Oh, I was going to say, never mind, go. <laughs> go, go on. Our man. Discord server, a.k.a. the hellhole. <laughs> like literal hell. Anyways, um, you know, I, not that, oh, was I, okay, so yeah, it was very, like, to myself, reserved, like, you know, like, oh, do, oh, do I want to speak about that? No, I better not. But, you know, uh-huh. I think, <laughs> Gina, I'm going I'm to re- reach my fucking hand through the computer and slap you. Do it, mama. Do it right to my ass. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. she was very reserved when she first came on. Like, you can even see it in um, her first, like, uh texts no chat and now she kind of like bullies everybody to get on mic with her and fight her so like you know well okay so i i you know i only got into bloodborne like 
December of 2017. And I think really immersing myself in the fandom and with, I'm going to say, the right people, um, I was able to kind of really come out of my shell. And, you know, that actually translates uh, best to um, my real life because, you know, being bolder and being a little more brave about what I think or what I... um, you know, what my beliefs are instead of just like hiding them and be like, oh, geez, should I, should I say this? <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. I, I like the titty, like, you know, just like something, mm, something tame. very like basic and like, you know, cause I walked into the Spice Channel and Matt, Matt and Gina were there and they're like, oh, honey, like you poor little girl. And it's like, I'm 23 and I gotta, I gotta get over myself, you know, all, all this like. This, you know, blushy bullshit at one point. That's not to say that people can still sometimes just trip me up with stupid stuff. You know what? You know what's so funny that gets me nowadays? Like, if someone mentions, like, uh, hand-holding. That always gets my goose. I'm like, oh, (laughs) Oh, it's fine. I can actually touch hands with this person. Oh, (laughs) jeez. You know, because people, you could literally go on Pixiv or Twitter or wherever. You can find porn of a character and be like, oh, my God, like, that's so good. But trying to find specific cute art like that is so rare so when someone just mentions it i'm just like oh my god like it's so good i can't believe it yeah. <laughs> that's so pure actually it is <laughs> it is, it is. i wasn't i wasn't expecting it <laughs> no it's fine because it's just like i came onto this podcast with the intention of just screaming to the world like oh man i want to fuck a werewolf priest wow amazing everyone knows jeremy knows mal knows gina knows (laughs) you know but like it's it's you know it's the other stuff that usually always gets me so it's always it's always funny when uh mal puts out her gare maria art and it's just like garman maria being cute and fluffy i just go oh my god why are you giving mel more ammunition to like because i want her because i want her to do well and draw more and that's the way that be support that bitch good and supportive i like that i can get behind that that's actually been something interesting that i've i've seen uh is you can you can you can absolutely go out and find like the hardcore explicit porn and it's it's there yeah. like I've interviewed people who draw it I've, I've followed them on Twitter and they retweet it all of the time some from way weird fandoms that I have no idea what they are about so I just like look at my Twitter I'm like I can never open this in front of a human being ever again it's ruined um, but it's it's that opposite stuff that I think that is so interesting uh, like seeing um, I, it was it was German and somebody it might have been Henrik but um or maybe it was Alfred but like just being like super cute chibi figures and like German turning into a werewolf and the, the other character like having to oh, take you care mean, of uh, him Gascoigne Gascoigne not German I keep Sorry. saying German. yeah that was yeah, right. yeah. they're both uh, G names um, don't worry about it and it is yeah. extremely <laughs> early in the morning so <laughs> um ah don't worry it's fine it's the no it, but the, I I think yeah the, that because Ma- Mel's rubbing her hands together like. <laughs> <laughs> German and who you say? I just I, I just heard a tablet turn on over there to start oh. drawing. Um, but yeah, like the the, the cutesy the cutesy and, and pure stuff is is what really interests me. Like that's the because it's not I, I could I, I could see if it was just straight up porno, right? But that's not right. what that's not what it is. It's not just like straight up sexual desire or attraction or just wanting to see the characters get off or, or whatever. It's actually wanting to see. And this was something that came up in the original episode 69. It's wanting to see the characters happy, which I think, in, especially in this fandom, is something that the games and the canon does not give anybody, right? 
Um, yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, there's definitely like really horny stuff out there, but because Bloodborne's yeah, because naturally horny, that's why Bloodborne is literally the most naturally horny game ever I've ever played. <laughs> ever. And all that explicit art you find is just like the creators trying to exercise their demons. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> gotta get those demons out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I also like have a theory about you know the cute stuff, and also you know the the smut in general. Is that like the reason why you get these these extremes? So you have you know the really filthy, smutty stuff that at times is not even like uh, consensual and stuff, and and the, on the other side you get you know the super cuddly coffee shop AU <laughs> stuff like that, um, and these apply again to all fan fiction in my opinion. Is that is different, you know, looking at smart or reading cute stories about characters that you care about and that you are already fond of than just looking at porn yes. on you porn or porn who. It, it's so different because you have like a connection with a character yes. and you want legitimately, you know, to see them happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> technically, I don't read or look at anything with characters I don't care for. Um, yeah, exactly. True. I mean, you can appreciate the art, like you know, it's a really beautiful, smutty drawing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but that's it. Yeah, and a lot of that, like the artists are getting really good at putting their art out there. So you're, we're finding more. Just if you want to see hardcore smut, it's easy to come across. Like you just need oh, yeah. to know what sites to go to. That's it. Mm-hmm. Is is that is because that's something that I, I still haven't quite. I've I've never been the kind of guy to to look to like fandoms for pornography or anything like that. Like that's just never where my where my brain has gone. Is is mm-hmm. any of that? Does any of that stuff like work? <laughs> like that, and not necessarily work. I don't really know what I'm asking here. But do you, like, do you look at <laughs> yeah, that and you're like, yeah, yeah, that is sexy as hell, and I'm gonna go take this into the back room for a little while. Like uh, I said, only characters I care about. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's things that just like you know. Oh my god, there. <sighs> Sometimes I'll come upon a picture that I just go, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> you know, I gotta, like, step up. I won't necessarily step into the back room, but I do have to step out of the room, because I'll just get me like, some oh. fresh air. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord, I come down with a case of the vapors. <laughs> like, you know, just, um, you know, I don't think, I don't know, man, pictures, pictures in me, I've never been like, oh, man, I can just, like, J.O. to that one picture, like... You know, there's no, there's no picture that made me go, oh yeah, that one picture specifically, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, (laughs) but there are pictures I have thought, just like have come up in my memory in the past and I've been like, Sure. Poor baby. <laughs> like, I have a porn folder, so like, no, I, you, know, you do. No, yeah, oh, I do. Geez. I do because it's when I find a pairing that I really like or a situation that I really like. I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna find that shit again, so I gotta mm. like archive that in case I feel really horny one day. It's just how it goes. I know Sophie is gonna have that picture always. Oh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's Dojin Master on uh, on Twitter, but mm. she will like. She just, for some reason, will always keep, like, I'll send her, like, you know, horny Gascoigne art, and right. she will always have it on tap, and I'll be like, oh, this is, like, the free-flowing <laughs> shit, like, mm, I love it, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And, you know, and then you have Mal, who's just, like, you know, <laughs> sometimes really horny on main, and she'll post in the, she don't care. In the Discord great, server, and she'll just be like, here, have a sexy garmin and i'll just be like, oh, you bitch i hate it thanks oh, so i yeah. love it thanks i love it mal is, is an artist that that draws some of this stuff sometimes 
what is 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 there a level of feedback that you do or do not want to get from people or is it just that kind of feedback that inspires you to do it to draw more or <laughs> what what is that relationship with the audience with the with the audience like yeah most of the smart <laughs> Uh, I do mostly for myself, mm. <laughs> honestly. And that's why you won't find it like on Tumblr, you won't find it on DeviantArt. Right. Um, yeah, uh, most of the stuff that like the, the the two fine ladies here have seen, they are the only ones that have seen it beside me. Yeah. Maybe, mm. I don't know, Daisy and other friends that I, I send it to them. Mm. Uh, because I, I don't consider myself like um, porn slash mature kind of artist like i mostly do kid friendly stuff uh overall but again i am a human being i'm weak <laughs> the weakness of the flesh you have to exercise and your so demons yes i have to exercise my demons exactly and so yeah at times so um but what i want to say is that i don't usually get lots of feedback on that specific uh, art and most of the time it's not even like uh, really polished or really fully uh, cleaned up stuff is mostly like sketches uh, <laughs> because I'm lazy even your sketches are really good so yeah, I don't know what you're talking you. about <laughs> yeah I don't know what you're talking like, about even when you're just <laughs> using flats like the the art quality of the art horny itself flats. is good. They're just horny flats. <laughs> if I wasn't already going to name this this podcast Spice, I would name it Horny Flats. So. Horny, flats. <laughs> horny Flats sounds fun. Horny Flats. Like cell-shaded hornies. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I, um, I, speaking, okay, I for some reason have this great talent of like designing a character and talking about them and not necessarily drawing them, but I will have multiple friends tell me, Oh my God, I can't not fuck them. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's very strange to have that happen. Cause it's just like, they're just, you know, they're just a character, but specifically of the bloodborne brand. Um, they just, um, they tend to be a little more racy, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I don't know why, man. It's just, it's just, they just tend to be like more naturally leaning towards uh, the horny category. Maybe that's our fault, definitely. But I can't <laughs> imagine anybody coming into Bloodborne and hundred percent just focusing on only the pure stuff because there is like zilch pure. In yeah, this game. yeah. Like I don't heckin' know how you can go around censoring other people because they have too horny smut or i mean i guess in one situation i can see why people are concerned but mother you know it's like why are you playing this game it's ink Hello? on paper you didn't have to be here like get out of here with your fucking purity patrol shit you know yeah i think that my biggest problem with the purity police in general is that again this game like uh, like any mature game i would say like even like a my old Mass Effect or even the first Dragon Age. Those are games for adults. Mm. So you have like to understand, like let's talk about the, the first Dragon Age, you know, just to change a bit the subject. Um, that game had like murder, <laughs> like you could murder people for nothing. You could like betray, you know, your friends and family, send like sell people to slavery. <laughs> you could do the worst stuff. And I remember 
even back then, was like, I don't know, 2009. It was such an old game at this point. Um, and people were like going crazy. Back in the far because... year of 2009. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And people were going crazy because like Morrigan was not bisexual. Uh, and I was no. like, make a male character like I did. I fucked right. Morrigan with a male character. No, that's effort. Why would we, why do they have to do that? That's effort. They just want what's already on their plate to be catered to them. Like, you know, oh no, oh no, the straights. Tragic. I think maybe I'm a little bit out there as far as like trying to figure out my own sexuality, but it's like, I don't immediately see a character. And actually this, now that I think about it, this is uh, my thought process with Lady Maria. I do not uh, look at a character and get immediately horny, uh, which is yeah, same. Yeah. So, mm. and the thing is, like, especially unless it's a two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, she's when I found out. No, no. Here's the thing. I immediately I'm have I'm an aversion. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, she's a vodka aunt, so like that's really uh, that's really fun and exciting. Um, but when I see. Uh, Classically attractive people, I immediately have an aversion to them, uh, mm. probably because I grew up uh, like fat for a long time. And nicer people, they 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 live a different life, you know. So when I saw Lady Maria and A two and Two B and like, I always keep them at a distance. But once I get to know the character, then it's more interesting for me, and then I can connect with them and like feel stupid and horny over them. So it's like. <sighs> I don't know how to explain it, but like Bloodborne is perfect for that. It also has a lot of dark tones. There's mm-hmm. a really, um, if you're looking for it, there's some really uh, predator and prey level type of uh, mood you can get on. And I think it just, that fuels the horny because there's a little bit of everything for everyone. And that's why there's, I guess, no, it, it can't be just that. I was going to say that maybe that's why there's such like a, a clash between oh, let's keep it super pure versus, oh, I'm going to fuck the blood-starved beast. Like, you can't stop me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, wait, wait. So so my friend brought up something really good. I designed a character more or less before I really fleshed him out. And then I sent a picture, yeah. I sent a picture of, uh, I sent a picture of him to my friend. And then, holy hell, He's super handsome, but I also don't trust that. Anyone who's handsome, I don't trust that. You know, you know, and I'm like, wow, you're you're so right. And you know, I can relate because I'll just look at a guy and be like, oh, you know, oh, oh, big boy, sexy. But I'll be like, but are they a good person? Because right. it's like, you know, you know, I'm not gonna say, you know, Alfred's cute and all, but I always went like, hmm, this is the friendliest person I've met so far. That's um, that's a little suspicious. It's gone from the whole town literally waiting to fuck murder me, um, and then now it's just like this guy's like, let's exchange information, and I'll give you this this sweet fire paper. Well, you also have to admit his voice acting is really good. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I hope you do, I hope you, you know, would you like a glass of water and, like, some apple slices? Like, you know, just... <laughs> What's in that You know, it's water? just very suspicious. I was just like, hmm. And then towards when, you know, whereabouts, you kind of, that dialogue option for Kane pops up, and he starts talking about them, and you're like... 
Wait a minute. That sounds awfully suspicious. Oh, I got like, bad vibes off of him. Like that from sounds the like a re- that sounds like good old religious fanaticism. Hello, you know. Yeah. And then by the end, it's like, oh yeah, cool. I mean, you know, I was right the whole time. But a lot of people, oh my god, people just like forget that Alfred is like kind of a terrible well, person. And look for for your own entertainment yeah go ahead like indulge in the parts you like if you like him when he was at his friendliest that's cool if you like him as a complete psychopath that's cool if you want to if you find him more interesting by mixing and matching you know both ends of the spectrum that's cool but like you can't you shouldn't because people will and have you you shouldn't be out there just like posting your ideas and forcing it on everybody, which is why the mm. fanfic community is really strong about tags. Uh, that's that's how um, AO3 handles it, and they're trying to enforce it even more now. And it's a little bit harder on Tumblr, yeah. But, like, there's a block button. You can just stop getting it, you know? Mm-hmm. Unless your friends are being filthy bastards and, like, reblogging it. Send anything to you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, like, I think that Alfred is, like, uh, a really, you know, the perfect example for the character that I consider beautifully written. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. written in a very clever way. Oh, yes. It works. Like, it's a character that perfectly works within the world. Mm-hmm. It, it's also, like, one of the useful characters that actually gives you explanations. So, yeah. He's an asset in yes, the game, especially the first time that that you play. If you find uh, him, yeah. He's one of, yeah, it's one of the first cooperators that you can get. So I can see why people get attached, you know, mm-hmm. to to Alfred. I in like in my first playthrough, which was almost completely blind, almost, except for the endings. I spoiled myself the endings. Um, like there were other characters that caught my eye. Uh, German, I couldn't give two shits about, literally, because again, it was an an helpful, useful, use, useless character that did nothing for my poor hunter that kept dying in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I was more interested. Uh, and even if you go back to my blog, you will see I well, I had like lots of chapel dweller cuties. Mm-hmm. I have uh, some Gascoigne. I don't think I have Alfred, but. Again, as my personal experience playing, I I liked Alfred. I still do like Alfred. And again, not to the point I would like write, uh, I don't know, 200 pages of fanfiction about him. But if I find like good heart about uh, uh, Alfred, like nice, uh, you know, painting stuff, lots of kinky stuff with the bloody crow, I'm like, (laughs) hey! (laughs) Is that your shit? Is it Alfred bloody crow? That's definitely my ship. That brings up a great a great question where it's just like, okay, so a lot of people say to you know, not necessarily say to me, but they, they just talk about like how oh, German bad because he bad man. Like, you know, just how like bad he's man, no touch more, pretty lady. Yeah, exactly. Like morally questionable, like maybe not a, maybe may not have done the worst stuff. No, he did. But there's plenty let's, let's of be real, honey. Let's there's Yeah, he's, he's the worst. <laughs> like, <literally. laughs> maybe maybe okay. That's why he's I done, love Okay, him. then, whatever. He's done some yes, bad yes, stuff yes. in the past. <laughs> but, Child murder, anyone. <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, is that there's plenty of characters that I absolutely hate their guts. I think yeah. they're terrible. It's like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, God, I can't not fuck that. <laughs> you know, oh. it's, just, it's, just the, it's just the way that is. Like, you know, I think that 
you know, you have plenty of people who are just straight up fucking terrible in Bloodborne, but yeah. I'm like, you know, names, like, like names. they attract names, you names. You... Um, oh, you might as Bloody well come Crow, out now. Braidor. Yeah, because every yeah, Bredor, Bloody Crow. Yeah, Bredor is um, an asshole. I mean, Alfred's just a dick. I mean, I don't like him, but <laughs> you know, sure, whatever. I'll get in his pants. <laughs> but what else? I mean, not to say that Gascoigne's made the best decisions, and I actually did hate him for the first mm, two months of playing Bloodborne. Cause yeah, I had but such he's a like baseline sin. You know what I'm True. saying? True. I mean, it's like, more like the sin gets upgraded as you go through the game. Yeah. Um, I'm still Gascoigne very on the fence start. about uh, Mikolash. I like. I'm just kind of like mm, <laughs> about that one. That's that's an acquired hmm. taste. Don't worry about that. He's just. I don't know if I like. You know, tentacle yeah. man enough to actually give him the goods, but yeah. you know, he's uh, a little I, too cursed and, for me. <laughs> but like, like you were going, uh, t- well, not going, like you were explaining. You see a character and you see what you like and you acknowledge what you like. For me, it's a little bit opposite because I see somebody who is interesting, but if they don't spark that interest, like character development wise, I don't give two shits. Mm. Um, and personally, I prefer. Uh, the power imbalance. I actually like, I guess, in a... I, I don't know I don't know psychology, so I'm just going to say predator-prey relationship. Mm. If somebody's coming at me in a video game, like, my character actually has agency and power and whatever, so that's exciting to me. I don't like it in real life, mm-hmm. um, but the whole, like, oh, German bad man, like, <laughs> yeah, German yeah, bad He's man. a bad boy. <laughs> what are you doing? Man. I don't like Braidor as much, and I don't know why, but like... What are you doing tonight? What are you doing pop- later yeah. tonight? Murdering What children? happens if I mm-hmm. smack you? You gonna get mad? Aww. But it's like, I like the power <laughs> imbalance. That That's what I go after. It's also part of what figures into why I like uh, non-con stories, especially if it's like monsters or like faceless enemies like the bloody crow is a fixation for me because (laughs) uh he was a bastard when i fought him the first time but it's beautiful just to like read and see smut of that character because i like the power imbalance how dare you like power imbalance (laughs) (laughs) filthy filthy girl oh my god i can't believe it do not do not interact (laughs) no please interact Please. No, please. That was the whole thing. <laughs> so, so, so I'm curious. You, you mentioned uh, a video game like Dragon Age, and um, specifically that, like, and Mal, this this was you mentioned this earlier. Like, one of the reasons that mm-hmm. you like the German Maria stuff is because it's explicitly not canon, which gives you the freedom to do basically whatever you want to with these characters. With a game like like the Souls games, give you such a limited ability to interact with the NPCs. Your decisions usually end up being like, do they die in the early game or in the late game? Like that's pretty much your only interactions <laughs> with them. Do you think that the games would be more or less successful if some of this stuff was explicit or it gave you the options? Like not, not to, I'm not saying turn Bloodborne into a dating game, although please turn Bloodborne into a dating game, please. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> if you had more ability to, connect with the characters or to talk to more like if you had more dialogue options or more chances to interact do you think that that would be more successful for the game or do you think that would actually close off the the kind of headcanon fanfic community a little bit because all of that stuff would be so explicit in the game it would be okay i like okay this we talked about how like the game is so open-ended and therefore it kind of like helped the creative processes but like it's almost like 
you know, your hunter can is basically your self-insert at that point, you know, at that point. And it could really just go any which way. Um, but when I look at, like, oh, the cut dialogue, like, you know, oh, man, Ka- uh, Gascoigne's cut dialogue is great. But it's like, you know, there is so much you could really do with, um, like, some, you know, nothing. Like, just nothing. You know, there's a lot of no- space to work with. Yeah, there's so much space to work with. It's not necessarily that it'll hurt the game. It might hurt, game. It might hurt the creators because some people w- would probably love it and some people would probably hate it. You know, some people like just like some people want Bloodborne too, and some people don't want Bloodborne too. You know, that's I want this. I know you do, Mal. <laughs> what are your honey. thoughts on that, Mal? Oh, <laughs> is more is more better or is um, less better for the? your creative process and what you're interested in. Yeah, definitely if, like, uh, Bloodborne had, like, a dialogue system, like, you know, um, RPG classic, Mm. I wouldn't be here talking with Mm, you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. guys at all. Because, like, I never, despite, you know, Mass Effect, Dragon Age being two of my favorite games, I never almost uh, made art for those games because everything was already spelled out. Even the cute moments were there. <laughs> in this case, in, in those two games, those characters are already defined. It's not you. In Bloodborne, Bloodborne benefits because it's basically anything your character or you think happens in the game, the way the game is set up, that is your canon. Even if it's headcanon, that is what happened to your hunter and it's, it's quote-unquote valid. But like those other two games, it's all cemented pretty much and there's only certain routes you can go through. And I guess that's a turn-on for some people. Like, obviously, they have art, but, like, Bloodborne has that freedom of movement, and uh, I, I guess is what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing that, like, reminds me of what uh, a couple of friends of mine were discussing, uh, like, uh, two days ago. They are uh, really into Overwatch that I never played, but, you know, I'm familiar with the characters. And some of them that had, you know, their own canon, because as far as I know, even Overwatch doesn't have a really specific and, uh, you know, lore. They're just giving, you know, these bits and pieces and releasing some short uh, animations and comics from time to time. But there there are big gaps uh, in the story there. And some of them had these really crazy theories that were basically... Uh, undone by the recent uh, reveals <laughs> and they were like no and that i feel like really really is detrimental to the enjoyment that someone can like, yes. get out of these games <laughs> no it's true people are gonna create what they're going to create and i mean you know people you know when uh the certain overwatch thing happened recently mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. it's not like people weren't creating that thing before you know it's not like they weren't going to town on that concept but it's like you know too much is gonna really ruin that kind of um free creative freedom i guess is the best best way to put it i think i see it a lot in the lore hunting community too like too much information actually destroys your headcanon and some people are not separating headcanon from uh actual in-game lore but like in the case with Overwatch, it's like it is headcanon up until the creators say it's not, at which point they've basically kicked you in the ass because you're they're invalidating the things you thought and you got attached to. You know what I'm saying? Have any of y'all been hit by that? Have you have any of you guys had something that you, you had headcanon for uh, and then uh, whatever comes along and it's like, nope, that's completely not valid and it's not in the game, so it doesn't matter. And like or do you can you 
and I think I already know the answer to this, knowing the three of you, but can that headcanon just exist totally separate from what the game is and you can keep those two things away from each other and enjoy them equally, even though they don't interact with one another? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. No, well, you know, sometimes you can take a little bit of flavor text and just add your own flavor, but like <laughs> when some, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen will freaking spoil the meal. Like, you know, it's just, um, I don't know. I, I always, I thank God I've never like heavily relied on my own headcanon for certain things. I've always just been like, oh, like, you know, you know, that's, I just try to follow, I, I guess with Bloodborne and the Souls fandom, I've gotten a lot more explorative with that headcanon because most of the time I would never get creative enough or I would never really work my brain hard enough to be like oh well this is what I think about this you know bit of information but you know absolutely with Bloodborne and the the Souls community you have to do that otherwise you know there's just this big empty hole where you have to be like brain please work and make sure that this hole is filled by (laughs) tomorrow thank you As for me, I think it depends, again, from what kind of game, movie, TV series we are talking about. Because some stories are planned out in a way that you can actually guess what's going on and what's going to happen. So, But again, that's a different kind of story. I'm thinking about... Uh, like a couple of years, more than a couple of years ago, when Gravity Falls, you know, was the thing, and everybody had figured out the ending like year, months before they heard the episodes. Uh, again, because that show was built in a way that you could actually look at the clues and put everything together. Bloodborne, Dark Souls, they are clearly not made that way. Like, not even from software know what's going on in these fucking games. So... Um, at times, again, I don't remember having, you know, my theories crushed because, again, in when it comes to Mass Effect and Dragon Age, I never did, like, lore hunting or theory craft because everything is pretty much spelled out and they even did retcons. Yep. Uh-huh. And I never had, you know, the... I never felt the need to explain stuff to myself because the game already explained it. And if they wanted, you know, to twist what they already said, like in the previous game, and now this thing is not true because the the truth is another thing, yeah, they could do it. But again, you have no way to predict it. Sure. Which is the same thing that, again, happens in the Souls games. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my opinion on the subject. I would, for myself, I'm sorry, let me just go through this because Bloodborne was an interesting... um exercise for me because of the way it presents its lore um i actually went through a process where the i had to learn how to comp, uh, compartmentalize what i i i see as lore what i think is lore and then like i've never had a problem separating my own fan fiction or au's or head you know theories just for myself to enjoy but that gray line between extrapolating uh, what you see in game versus what your headcanons are that was a big um, struggle for me especially when we started finding all the cut content Um, because I came in when the DLC came in so I didn't have any uh, I didn't have any lore that I wasn't available already from the game when the cut content stuff came out it did shatter a couple ideas I had but that's the time when I started learning how to say okay this is all it says in the game this is all we know there's nothing more we can get from this text anything I derive from that is literally my headcanon 
And as I've seen online with other people hunting for lore, it can be interpreted so many ways that it's almost, uh, it goes against the, what I felt was the spirit of discussing these games because it is absolutely set up to where you are supposed to talk with other people to see what you think about this piece of text or how this person delivers their line and stuff like that. So, yes, I did have a hard time separating my own head cannons from lore but like once i figured how to admit what i thought was lore is actually something i like it got a lot better for me fair enough <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's why the whole german maria thing it's like i'm okay with people not liking it but what i don't Same. get any enjoyment from are the hate clubs that develop around these characters like, and I think German gets a lot of the brunt because he's an older man. Like, like we were joking earlier, uh, old man, old creepy man, touch pretty lady, no, no bad. So it's like I hate, <laughs> I hate to be so condescending like that, but that's all I can get out of it. Now, if there are people out there who have actually suffered at the hands of older family members, I can totally understand that, and I'm sorry that happened. But like, it's not, it's not something us normies. And I say that with like quotation marks around because obviously we're the normies. Like, it's not something us normies think about, and it's insensitive, yes, but we also try to keep within our own lanes. We're not going out there saying this piece of fiction is bad, you know, burn this person for writing it. Like, we can separate our realities. I'm sorry you cannot. Eventually, we'll learn how to treat our artwork our creations in a way that does not disturb you but there's no reason for them to come out and attack other people because we are not despite what some people say trying to um uh all i can think about is defile we're not trying to corrupt the youth defile the fandom blah 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 that game already did that for itself you know what i'm saying or maybe we are we are you corrupted me i'm not not interested in corrupting some random assholes i met online i want to corrupt my friends villain i make friends first and then i corrupt mimi is a good example i like to say i helped her come out of her shell yeah you did no it's that's not a lie that's not a lie no i you um a wall Mal and Mal turned me on to like the whole age difference, age difference thing because I hadn't. I'm getting a little bit older. Like you know, I'm no longer an 18 year old. <laughs> like a 30 year old, that's on par with me. Like that is my age group. It's no longer interesting to me. That 50 year old over there who who looks like he's put together and not dying of diabetes, I can go with that. But again, like that's just actual people. Like the personality, the the. The characters we know and we can trust to act a certain way because that's our fiction. People less so. You have to be more worried about actual people because actual people are dangerous. Fictional characters are not. They should not be. And we're not creating anything out of malice to hurt anybody else, unlike hate clubs. You know what I mean? Ko is super passionate. About <laughs> no, I, I think that's good. I, I am like more on the side of let them do, let them believe whatever they want as long as they don't bother me. And that's the thing. They're bothering us. That's what gets me pissed off. We had a giant like online discussion. I think we had a really good online discussion in the Bloodborne community not too long ago about like German hate and like how we interpret cer- certain characters. 
Uh, of course, I've blocked all the haters already, so I don't know what they were saying or if they've already just blocked <laughs> me and never saw any of this. But like, this is the kind of stuff that I didn't have to worry about. Maybe because I'm not a creator, like growing up in the early uh, years of fan fiction, if somebody made something terrible out of character, like too smutty for my eyes, too disgusting for my eyes, like I'm not going to go out and attack them. Like, oh, yeah. fuck, I wandered into that. That's, that's fucking my fault, you know? <laughs> I'm just going to go back into my corner and pretend like I never saw that and drink my problems away. <laughs> and yeah, I can definitely say that it is like a recent problem because I have been in really problematic quotation marks <laughs> fandom <laughs> since I was a little child, yeah, oh, wow. like fourteen, fourteen years old. Stern and you can trouble. blame, and you can blame literally my parents for that. <laughs> and then, small parenthesis, like I am the. Uh, adorable child of two age gap loving parents. Mm. Like my father is ten years older than my mother, mm. and they are the best. Oh no, absolutely. that's a power. So, again, this really, no. this really helps. Wow. You know, my tolerance of the whole thing, and also the fact that, like, my mother, since I was really young, like fourteen. <laughs> Uh, she was really opened about everything. Oh. Like, even when it comes about, like, watching movies, I used to watch, like, movies that were for adults, clearly. Or stuff that you know, most people were, were would consider, like, uh, uh, unsuitable for children. I'm not, I'm not just talking about, you know, movies with romantic or pornographic content. That's not the kind of movies that she was showing me. But like <laughs> movies that, had, that were a bit more complex. Um, movies that were, I don't know, um, even a bit more scary. You know? And every time that something, you know, uncomfortable or scary happened, she was there to explain stuff to me. Like, I learned more about, you know, picking the right guy and being aware of, you know, st stranger danger. Don't let other people take advantage of you from Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> then I learned, you know, at school or anywhere else. Because, you know, we could sit there just like, you know, a small child and, and her mother. And she was telling, you know, this is a fucked up situation. <laughs> But it's interesting <laughs> from a storytelling standpoint, and that's why we are going to watch the musical yeah. again. But I also think some people don't get that benefit. They don't have somebody to talk to and work out their problems in that manner. So maybe it's just something they haven't been able to address yet. You know what I'm saying? I think people on the I think people on the internet in general, uh, especially in the modern day of modern era of the internet, it's just it's just way too easy to communicate with people and artists. Like when I started first getting onto the internet you know I, I couldn't conceive of like finding somebody that i knew and whose work i liked and then actually talking to them like that's that was uh -oh. a ridiculous prospect like and i feel like mm. now with the advent of all these social media platforms and and not to like old man shakes fist at cloud thing because that's not what i'm doing but it's just it's so easy to find you know oh hey i like this piece of art or hey th this piece of art infuriates me and then track down the person and then find you know their twitter or their open ask box on tumblr and then all of a sudden you can have a direct line to piss in their ear and I, it's i think that's you know that's a that's a, something that's been holding us back and i also think that's a good thing for the internet too because it's you know you, you allows you to talk to people and meet people that mm -hmm. you never would have otherwise sure it's, um, a, it's a power we have to learn how to use responsibly and i don't think that's going to happen but like yeah, it's a good start, I guess. It's it's so funny. I'm literally One can hope. Yeah, I'm literally paid to tell people to criticize people and to, you know, tell people what they're doing wrong. But I find that in my daily life, I literally love 
you know, finding the positives and things and always telling people like, oh my God, I love that. You're such a good artist. And I, you know, I've really come around to, especially because I'm hanging out with a lot of people that, um, you know, I watched from afar for the first month in the Bloodborne fandom at looking at you, Mel, um, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> lovingly watched from afar, you know, to come out of my shell and just kind of, you know, tell people like, wow, that's really good. I'm really glad to, you know, I really think that's great without kind of being like, you know, without fangirling almost just to kind of be like, oh my God, you're like such a great artist. I really like this piece of work you did. Good job. There's no, there's no satisfaction in me for me to go up to someone and either say your art is shit or I don't like your, I don't like your opinion. Like, you know, or I don't think your headcanon is right. There's no satisfaction in there for me to like, kind of think about, oh, I don't like what you're doing right there. I and can't then to launch it. a crusade it's not against somebody. It's yeah. not hurting anyone in particular, but to me, it's hurting me. Like, eh, I don't think anything's really going to hurt me as, you know, as much as it could in terms yeah. of fandom. But, you know, in terms of, like, telling people when they're doing good, I love telling people that. I mean, that's, that's, there that's have so been important. some art pieces where I've had to block an artist who's like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, that, whoa, what am I looking at? <laughs> And that's that's cool. Let them do their own thing. But I think I stepped into something. I need to. I need to leave. I need to leave. I need an adult. I need an adult. Yeah, but again, it was your decision. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you you have to regulate yourself, yeah. like to yeah, absolutely to protect yourself. It's not the artist. Yeah. I mean, and obviously, do I do the same thing you. too because I get into like rape and non-con fix. But that's that's like uh, I think between the writer and the reader, that's like a. Um, what is that? It's like uh, when you have a partner, uh, is it S&M? Like there is a, a proper way to present this kind of art. And the the fix I've run into are all tagged, explicit. You know exactly what's in that fic. You, you don't have to experience it if you don't want to. Nobody's forcing you into this situation. And that's also why I don't uh, myself like reblog a lot of Mal's like Germaria stuff because I know it pisses some people off. Like I'll post, which yeah, is fine. Yeah, I'm good. I'll post German stuff on its own. I'll post Maria stuff on its own, because I know the ships are not to everyone's uh, satisfaction, or because certain art I like is too gory or too strange for somebody else's taste. Like I try to keep my social media standard kind of clean. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not even comfortable posting uh, artwork of Maria like just literally stabbing herself in grief or anger or whatever because some people are survivors so I'm not like I'm really back and forth on how responsible I am but I'm trying to be responsible is what it is there was something that people told uh, me and my wife uh, way way like this was this was a few years ago we were contemplating starting to have a starting a family and having children and uh, just you know talking to various people that had already had children and like, well, what do you do about this or that or this other stuff or this or this or how do I know I'm going to do that? And they were like, the fact that you're asking the question already puts you like way ahead of the mark. So that's yeah, like the, like the fact that people are trying and thinking about these things and thinking about impact is, uh, yeah. I think, a, a good long way. Uh, it's something sure. that's good. It's a good start, I think. Yes. I have two final questions. Um, and let's, let's, go, let's go around the room. Um, the, uh, the first question is, uh, what was your, like, if you had to pick out of this, out of the Bloodborne slash Souls, you know, fandom, your, the, the piece of 
fanfic or writing or smut or whatever it is that you have like was the time that you were like oh shit <laughs> like i didn't know that this could exist that kind of opens your brain up a little bit mm-hmm. Nina, you go first and then we'll hit mal and co in terms of media or like fix Either way, any kind of like fiction, media, whatever you saw from the community that made you go like, oh, shit, I didn't know that this was even possible. Yeah. Oh, um. Uh (laughs) You see, that's why they they say that we are evil. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely because of that bloodborne ass laugh that I just heard right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Hmm. <laughs> um, I'm trying to go through. My, I'm shoveling through my brain that just kind of made me go, man. Like, oh man, that 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 specific thick or that specific work was the good one. Um, oh my god, my girlfriend uh, Ailey was showing. Oh, you know what she would do? She would spam like because I think at one point I like admit I was like, oh, you know, Garmin Marie is pretty good. Uh-oh. You know, Garmin's kind of hot. Thing to say. <laughs> and she all of a sudden was just like <laughs> rubbing her little gremlin hands together like <laughs> and she's like here's a lot of artwork that mal does not post waterfall posted other service the servers and i was like oh god oh, no. and she just literally i i swear to god she dumped maybe 40 pictures oh, on me my god, maybe bless. something like that just like a massive amount of pictures and i just was like Thank you for my life. Thank you. <laughs> you know. And also, um, part of my community in uh, like the little Discord server, a few of our fr- my friends and our members are writers. And uh, they just so happen to write really disgusting, filthy fix, And I really filthy, love filthy them. Fix. Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, I, I think that it's amazing <laughs> that we have, you know, these people who... You know, it, it, it's so funny if you actually just, like talk to these people because some of these people have just been straight up demonized in the past, and it's like, have you ever like actually talked to these people? Because I've literally never met nicer people in my life ever. You know, you know the people who have written these fics are super sweet, um, but at the same time, uh, their fics are really gross, and I love it. And thank you so much for introducing me to being a massive uh, monster slash old man fucker. God bless you. Now, that's not uh, to God... say that there aren't fic writers or art creators that aren't disgusting also in real life, but, like, that's part of the stranger danger training you're supposed to have, and I guess some people that's just the... don't. The ones we have, though, are yes. just great. I love yes. Them. Yes, for the most part, they are very good. <laughs> yeah. No, um, No. I'd like to just tip my hats off to everyone making uh, horny Bloodborne art uh, in 2019, Year of Our Lord. Yeah. Um, you know, four years later or whatever. <laughs> However long we've been in this fucking it's only been hell world. Fucking three years. Can you imagine? Oh, Jesus. Twenty sixteen, yeah, no. right? That's when it was released. For Bloodborne at least. No, or was it twenty fifteen? I wish I had Alexa in here with me. I could have asked no, her. No, don't when. don't ask that. <laughs> yeah, that'll trigger that'll trigger Narc. somebody's Alexa at their house. So oh, all of a sudden you'll be responsible for two hundred dollars worth of shit from Amazon. Oh, shit. Oh whoops. Mal Mal, do you have a, a specific piece of art or fic or smut that kinda opened your mind to to the community? Yeah, I would say it was like back then when I was, you know, the newcomer in the in the whole yeah very, you know, early years, like three years ago on Tumblr. 
Um, they are these two uh, bloggers. They are still active, but I haven't uh, talked with them in a while. Actually, I think that Daisy is still in contact with one of them, but uh, for various reasons, so there wasn't you know no argument, nothing. We just you know stop interacting at some point. The internet. But I still follow both of them. Yeah, uh, I still follow both of them, and I really enjoy the, their art style and. Uh, they were the first that they were writing like uh, Ludwig's uh, ex Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really uh, enjoyed and Lawrence. Know, yeah, yes. and Lawrence, yes, <laughs> like that's prequel? a big pairing. <laughs> or <laughs> hmm. I'm kidding, y'all go ahead, go, go as ahead. people <laughs> and pro- and probably even as beasts, I, I would guess. Nice. And these stories were actually really, really cute. Oh. And uh, what? Um, uh, the word, the words, damn it, my native language is coming up, is swallowing me. <laughs> okay. Well, that, what captivated me about those stories was the, that they actually had some world building. Like, there was a reason why these two characters were together. There was a reason why, you know, they were, uh, they got to, to where they were at the, at, you know, at the top of the healing church. So there was, like, some kind of backstory that they were talking about, even if the fic was, like, smart. <laughs> And I absolutely loved it. And that was like the first time that I saw the Bloodborne characters, you know, as human beings instead of, you know, robotic uh, mannequins without, uh, you know, moving lip sync <laughs> and five lines, you know. <laughs> and, you know, it, it was really, really cute and really, um, yeah, it was good. There was a mirror, I remember, in the scene. So it was like them making out on the bed and there was All this right, mirror. because you don't normally La- Lawrence partners. looking in. <laughs> no, I usually don't. And it was it was super cute. I don't know. Um, the authors are, by the way, uh, Zlukaka and Oh, Lutic yeah. Yep, those guys Tumblr. are or they oh, are and the two, yeah, they, yeah, they draw these really cute, cute Lawrence. Yeah. Um, the two authors Ludwig I'm talking about so are uh, White One and AWOL Real. Go, yeah. go check out their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look for... I'll, I'll <laughs> like, try to endeavor to put links to all that in the show notes so you can just go tap them sure. on your phone. Yeah, okay, good, good. Co, you're, you're up. The first piece of fan fiction that opened up my eyes to um, the possibilities in Bloodborne, oh, I, I think I have to <laughs> 100% give it to, um, I think it's White One or Gorge, uh, Gore Corset. Cor- corset. Yeah, yeah, because first, yeah. well, there's also one other um, fic that I remember that actually introduced me to beast fucking on, you know. And that one wasn't surprisingly white one. Um, but like uh, the non-confics, I mean, those have existed in every fandom. But in Bloodborne, uh, reading white one's fix actually clicked it into place that, oh, it doesn't have to be just blood and guts. It can be blood and guts and fucking. So that's really, uh, mm. that opened <laughs> my eyes in that respect. But then I read um, another fic where I think a hunter actually like uh, runs into... Runs down to old Yarnum to fuck the bloodstarved beast. Yeah, uh, that was yes. like pure horny, straight, straight to yeah, the point. <laughs> and look, if you do a lot of this stuff in Yarnum, you're gonna get an infection. But this is fanfic, so we can do whatever we want and enjoy whatever we want. But those those three, <laughs> two or three fix are what opened my eyes to what's possible in Bloodborne. And man, I I've been having fun since. So okay, last question, and this is gonna be a lightning <laughs> round. Uh, bam, same bam, bam. order. Uh, most cursed ship in Bloodborne. Okay. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't think of one? What's up? Too many. 
Can there? Yeah, there is. I mean, Sweet. yeah. Shit. Can it? Can it be as curse? Oh, Give I us think- the curse. Make our eyes bleed. I, Al- I think I think of like a really fucked up Alfred Annalise is really cursed, like oh, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, all right, but yeah, it's like Leo Simon and Brad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that, I mean yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Sure. That's that's kind of the only one that comes to my mind because everything else is fine. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, that it's not cursed. Unfortunately, I'll have to admit, and I'm kicking myself in the pants because a lot of people are going to be very happy to hear me say that. I don't think it's that cursed. I don't actually it's have. Like- no, but yeah. again, I, I was, that's one the, the only one that I can say is a little bit cursed, mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I, think, yeah. I think everything in Bloodborne is just like, like a little uh, bit cursed. Yeah. Just everything. a little bit. Okay, uh, cursed versus no OT, OTP. Um, like, no OTP, yeah. Like, no squeak. Um, I don't actually, in Bloodborne, I don't actually have uh, a cursed pairing. Everything is fine. You just got to interest me. Like, make your writing good. I'll get into it. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But like something I will not touch. Uh, anything involving the Gascoigne daughters, don't please don't. Oh yeah, add. no, no please. please no. Yeah, same. We don't same, want same, that. Same. I don't want that. Fucking, you do whatever you want on your side of the internet, but I will not touch uh, any pairings with that. That's all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that's like a rule for uh, life sure. in Abs- general, not just yeah. the internet. Yeah. It be, but I'm not gonna attack anybody. Yeah, I, I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's gonna. I think I think that's enough foul you, language you so? and, and, and deep insight for the day. Oh, I think we could go worse. <laughs> we could make it worse. Um, thank you. Thank all three of you for uh, for for doing this. By the way, I want to I want to th- throw a special thank you to you because uh, you you have helped the podcast quite a bit and finding new guests and new interesting guests and uh, also introducing me personally to a lot of great people. So thank you very, very, very much. Not uh, a problem. But also <laughs> Mimi, thank you for getting up so early and uh, thank thank you Mal as well for, for guesting. Uh, this was so great. Oh, good. You're I think we could have so gone heavier awesome. on the monster fucking part, but we tried. Hey, look, we got we, we have to save something for episode 269, right? There so. you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, Co, tell everybody where you can be found on the internet. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr. My uh, username on both is K-O-U underscore K-A-G-E-R-O-U. That's Ko Kagero. Uh, don't look for me anywhere else. There's nothing of, like, substance there. Okay. Mal? If you want some of that sweet, sweet girl Maria, <laughs> you can find me on Tumblr. I'm not going to do the spelling because I can't do it. I'm not English, so I it's can't spell it. Okay. Cat. It's, <laughs> it's, it's normal words. Yeah, it's Bellringer Cat with a K. And I am also on DeviantArt as Malachia Lagatta, which is Ben. Italian mixture with Greek stuff. So, yep. yeah, just look it up. Just write Malachia and you will find me. On DeviantArt, it's mostly Lovecraft stuff. Yeah. And Mimi. Uh, you can only find me exclusively on Twitter um, at Lyr- <laughs> It's the same as always, lyrical um, underscore Mimi um, on Twitter, and you will find uh, me trying to putz around, not being horny for Bloodborne, but uh, I'm getting over it. I'm recovering. You know, I'm recovering. I'm finally fine. I'm finally coming out of the the Bloodborne is horny closet. You know, Yay, as always. Join us. <laughs> Join us. Join. Well, thank you all again for for doing this. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, it's been a blast. I was looking forward to this for so long. Me too. This this has been. I'm glad that this was this was this all seemed to work out. I've been I've been kind of worried about it just because it's so. You have four people across the world all trying to do stuff anyway. (laughs) 
Yeah, it is kind of amazing when you get it, it's about kind it. of it's, it's amazing that anything gets like this gets done. Um, <laughs> as always, I've been your podcast host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. If for some reason this is your first episode <laughs> that you've ever listened to of Don't Give Up Skeleton, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not really. I don't, I don't actually care. The others are better. The, the, the other ones are uh, a little bit more focused on the actual series and game mechanics and, and story yes. and stuff like that. This is, this is much more of a, a concept kind of episode. Uh, no, the three guests... Alert, this is the only one you need to listen to. That's true. No, this yeah, is yeah. the only one you need to listen to. <laughs> I think you should listen to 69 too first just to get your feet mm. wet. I mean, it's up to you. <laughs> that'd be a weird. That'd be a weird flex to only listen to episode sixty nine of every Do podcast it. out there. Educate <laughs> um, yourself. All of the guests that you've heard today have had their own individual episodes where me and them discuss their their love for the series and their kind of the ins and outs of all of their fandom. So uh, go check all those episodes out. I'll have them in the show notes. Uh, don't give up skeleton.com has a links to the Patreon. If you want to support the show directly, it also has links to merchandise. If you want to put a skelly on your belly and, uh, that's it. I'm going to get out of here. We'll be back with another great guest next week. And until then, remember people don't give up skeleton. Don't give up skeleton. Don't give up skeleton. Yeah. Should I stop the recording? No. Yeah. Cause we need to do like some options. Uh, we need to oh, it's going to be like oh, a really <laughs> bad feeling.